Welcome to Chronicles of a Hostelite, where broke backpacking meets digital nomading. This podcast is for anyone obsessed with long-term travel. Michaela and guests will share travel stories, destination recaps, and the ins and outs of backpacker culture. Most importantly, there will be real talk on what it's actually like solo traveling as a female, living out of a backpack for an extended period of time, and working remote from all over the world. Listen along. this show on the road um welcome back to chronicles of a hostelite this is episode four today i'm going to be talking about solo travel tips and i have 33 tips to share um i wish i could have thought of two more to make it like a better number but 33 so it's just me today since i'm talking about solo traveling i guess it kind of makes sense to just do it on my own but nonetheless, welcome back. Thanks for being here if you're not a family member because that means I am not forcing you to listen to this. You actually came here on your own, which is awesome. So thank you for doing that. Um, before I start, I want to kind of just go over what I'm doing now and my current travel plans that are coming up. So at the moment, I'm in California. I just got back from Africa. So I have been traveling full time with no lease in the United States for over, well, just about a year now. Um, And I started in Central America and then I went to Europe and then Africa. And that's where I was just for the past four months or five months, I think. So yeah, now I'm back um, just because I'm regrouping and my sister had a baby, so I wanted to come back and see her. Um, Yeah, see friends and family and organize my life. Every time I come home, it's like I have to just organize so many things. I should do an episode on it, honestly, because I feel like there's so much that goes into like so much to plan ahead of time when you're leaving for an indefinite amount of time and most of the times I leave um, for my travels it's like I don't really know how long I'm gonna be gone for so just so much planning goes into it like I have to do all my get all my taxes sorted before I leave Um, all of my medications so all the doctor's visits I usually arrange my doctors well this is all gonna be another episode but like so much stuff like that like health insurance whatever and yeah so that's what i'm doing while i'm here and i am leaving in mid-september to go to portugal and spain with a few friends we're doing um like a camper van in portugal and then just a little road trip through spain and then at the end of september i'm heading to australia to meet um, another friend who i traveled with in colombia so we'll be heading to australia to do um, an east coast road trip but also potentially stay there after and do working holiday visa. Not really sure yet. If anyone has any tips, we need a few things. We're looking for recommendations on hostels in Sydney and Melbourne because we're starting in Melbourne and then we want to start the East Coast road trip either from there or Sydney. So hostel recommendations and then also 
um, the East Coast touring like road trip companies. We've heard of Peter Pan. I don't know if that's the best one or if there's others that people would recommend. So yeah, those are my next kind of plans. And then go off to Asia and backpack there or stay in Australia and work to make money there before I go off to Asia. I don't really know yet, but either way, I'm planning to be home by Christmas. So we'll see. Um, and today, okay, I also wanted to kind of go over just how I'm organizing the episodes. Um, if you listen to the last two episodes, those were the two trips that kind of were the start of my like backpacking digital nomad era, whatever. And so that's why I began there. And this was in 2021. So like the beginning of 2021 is where I've started these episodes. Um, and I kind of want to keep it going chronologically from there and just in order of the, what I did from then on and the trips I took and then ending my lease and like heading off on kind of like traveling full time. And I also would like to randomly do different episodes. So either I'll interview other people on their travels to places that I haven't been to so we can both learn together on those destinations and get inspired for our future trips. And then I'll also do a few episodes on the travels that I did pre-2021, of course, because I have awesome trips from before, like studying abroad in Cape Town and things like that. Um, and then I'm gonna add in just random episodes on like practical things. Actually, today is gonna be one of those episodes. So since chronologically the next trip I would have been talking about was my first solo trip. Um, but my first solo trip was in Costa Rica and I've already kind of talked about Costa Rica a ton. So I thought I would just use this episode to talk about my top solo travel tips. Um, also, if you follow us on Instagram, me and my cousin Erin, the Instagram is called where to cuz. I have created a few guides in the guides section of a profile. So if you go to the profile and swipe left, you'll see the guides. And I did one on Costa Rica destinations that I've been to. And I basically just put my travel notes that I took while I was traveling. So hopefully it's useful just cause it's like, I don't know if it's still up to date, honestly, because that was a few years ago, but those were just my travel notes. And then I also did another guide on um, transportation in Costa Rica and then eating and drinking there. That one's like really short. So I'll let you go there and check it out if you want to. Okay, now I'll get into my 33 solo travel tips. I've been, yeah, I've been solo traveling for a year now. And so this hopefully is like really good practical notes. Okay, number one, download your Google map on your iPhone or your phone offline. So when you're going to a destination and you're not gonna have service, like maybe you won't have a SIM card right away or something, download the country map. So like literally go to Google Maps, type in the country. So I'm gonna type in like Thailand, I've never been there. Um, and then you can download the map offline. You just click like the three buttons at the top and then click download offline map. Um, that way you can use it without Wi-Fi, without service and everything. So you can look up your hostel, like right when you arrive. 
I feel like that's just a good thing to do before you get a SIM card. Okay, number two, pack a first aid kit. I know this is not what a lot of people do, but I am like a freak about the medicines I bring and I literally bring everything under the sun. So I recommend it to everyone because I have experienced being sick by myself. My mom's asleep because of the time zone and I have no one to help me. And it is literally the worst thing ever. So if you can just do anything for yourself, pack a first aid kit and just some things you'll need so that when you're alone and you're sick, you got the things to take care of yourself. Um, I'm gonna do an episode on what I include in my like travel toiletries slash first aid kit because I remember when I first left, that was like a huge thing. I was wondering and Googling all over about what to bring. Okay, number three, share a Google Doc or a note on your iPhone, like through the Notes app with someone in your family or a friend, just someone at home so they can see where you are slash where you're going. That's key. I share a note on my iPhone with my mom well when i was traveling like i would keep it updated and even if i didn't know exactly where i was going i would just put like okay tomorrow i'm going to johannesburg or something so she so then just like with a time zone and like i don't talk to her every day so that she could just see where i was going and know and also like don't you want someone to know where you're going in case you go missing like yeah so i do that also I know this is like people don't like this, but I do let my mom track me on Find My Friends. So do that. Let them track you because I don't think it's weird. Like it's just safe. Next, number four, stay in hostels. This is like the biggest one. Um, Kind of self-explanatory. I think hostels are just the most social accommodation. Number five, use Hostel World. So if you haven't heard of it, Hostel World is a website where you can look up your destination for your dates and it'll show you all the hostels available in that area. Um, And you can book through Hostel World and it's super easy to use. It's really just for backpackers. And on Hostel World, I usually filter it so that it only shows hostels over like an eight out of 10 rating. I don't know, unless there's like really limited hostels and you have to go lower, then that's fine. But I also read the reviews, not all of them, because there's like thousands usually, but I'll read like three to five reviews and just like check that they're good and not bad. Um, Yeah, and sometimes maybe if you really want to make sure it's like a social hostel, because some hostels are more social than others, Um, yeah, you can read the reviews and see what people say or just like do a quick Google. Uh, a lot of times also I'll Google best party hostels. That's a, that's a big one because those are going to be the most social, like social equals party hostel, party hostel equals social. There's so many websites, like there's the hostel geek. There's just like tons of other ones where they literally write blogs about like this is the best hostel to go to in Mexico City if you're a female travel traveler. This is the best one to go to if you want a party hostel. This is the best one to go to if you're a digital nomad. It's like, there's so much stuff on the internet. Um, okay. Oh, Hostel World also has a blog that does stuff like that too. Okay, number six. I said use apps. So, Hostel World 
has an app. So if you download the app, use the chat feature on Hostelworld. They have this chat feature. And when you, when you arrive into a new city, you can just go into that chat feature and be like, hey, I just arrived. Anyone want to meet up at a bar later? Or you can like pick out a bar and say, like anyone want to meet up or say like, I'm thinking of heading to this place around seven. Like, does anyone want to join me? Um, and whoever's staying at that hostel, sorry, I didn't specify. So the chat is once you book a hostel through Hostel World, you're automatically put into that chat. And so it's just with people who are staying at the hostel that night. Um, yeah, I use this in Brussels, I remember, because I arrived there and was alone. And I forget, there's a really popular beer in Belgium, the one with the pink elephant. And there, what is that called? I forget. But... There was a bar that was really popular and yeah, I used it for that to go um, meet people. Also, usually hostels will have their own WhatsApp group and you can join it just when you check in. They'll usually will be like a QR code. Um, I would also use Facebook and just, you can do this before you leave for your trip or during. Um, use Facebook to join like groups on there and so i've joined so many like digital nomad groups solo travel groups females like female travelers in cape town or central america backpacking stuff like that honestly i haven't really used any of them but definitely good to use and i know people use them and then also the last thing for this one was dating apps so I guess in every country, some are used more than others. If you want to like go on dates, I don't know, Hinge, Bumble, Tinder. They also, Bumble has the feature to just go on like friend dates if you just want to meet other travelers and you can filter it, obviously age group, and you put all your interests. You all probably know about this already, but yeah, the Bumble friend feature. Okay, number seven, stay in dorms. That is the best way to meet people. That's literally probably the place where you meet people the most. Like I would say 75% of the people I've met, I just met them in my dorm room. So yeah, and also I always book the dorm rooms with the most amount of beds because it's cheaper, but also because there will just be more people. So increase the chances of you meeting people. Okay, number eight. Don't book for too many nights. So I always book night by night. And I know that stresses people out a lot. But it just allows you to be so much more spontaneous. Unless you know, like, okay, I want to be here through the weekend. That's fine. But I've definitely booked places for a week and then ended up not wanting to stay. Um, or ended up, like, meeting people and wanting to leave and travel with them because they were leaving the next day so i would always just book night by night oh also unless it's um a busy season or there's an event going on or something and you need to like book multiple nights obviously that's fine but just in general yeah keep it loose so you can change your plans um because you never really know what will happen okay number nine get your chat on that's a big one so I recommend right when you get to the hostel, right when you walk into your dorm room, if there's someone in there, just start chatting. Literally just start talking the second you walk into the hostel 
because the longer you stay in your shell and wait and like don't want to talk to people the harder it gets to actually just start doing it I don't know why I think like if you just wait and wait wait it becomes harder and harder and harder and you just get more scared um so I just recommend you hop off that plane you get to the hostel and you just all of a sudden you're chatting and like that's the easiest way to do it because once you start talking to people and meeting people it like boosts your confidence I don't know you just like are on a roll then and you're not afraid to talk to anyone so definitely something I would recommend just put yourself out there number 10 it's never too late so if you do arrive and you don't meet anyone the first day it's never too late like you're always going to have the opportunity to go put yourself out there again and talk to someone and introduce yourself to someone so don't get discouraged like even though i said if you wait longer and longer to talk to people it does get harder but like it is never too late you can still do it this actually happened on my first solo trip um the first day i went the whole first day being really scared and just not talking to anyone and then the next day i just forced myself so just don't be discouraged if you have taken a little bit longer to get into the rhythm and comfortable um another thing is sometimes there's that situation i'm just thinking about like the one person in the library when you're in university that you see every day but you don't like they know who you are and you know who they are but like you've never said hi that happens in hostels all the time and so for those types of people when you know they recognize you and you recognize them you can just go up to them and be like hey i'm Michaela, by the way like get it over with um so yeah do that so like if you ran into the same person multiple times but never you guys have never spoken it's never too late like you can still become friends with them okay number 11 invite people to do things with you um this is a huge one basically just invite 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 cast the widest net just invite anyone basically that you talk to because i think the more the merrier and also some of those people might have not be able to join so if you want to do things with other people just start inviting people and you don't need to feel like you don't need to feel awkward about it everyone's in the same situation like everyone's honestly trying to meet people that's why they're there like that's why everyone's trying to talk to people and meet people so don't feel awkward about it at all. Um, even if you know that someone's been in that hostel longer than you and you are scared to invite them somewhere because you think, oh, they've probably done everything already. Like it doesn't matter to still invite them because the chances are they might have something better going on that they've already planned for that afternoon and they'll say like hey i'm actually like thanks so much i'm actually doing this thing later with um this other group of people like do you want to come join and be like fuck yeah perfect or they might say wait that's so awesome i was actually also thinking of doing that i have a few other friends can we join you and you'll be like fuck yeah also so both ways work and boom you have a whole new group of friends um, but yeah, basically just don't be scared to, to like ask people to do things with you. It is seriously like 
everyone is in the same situation. Everyone feels uncomfy and you don't need to feel weird about anything. Like everyone's just there trying to do their best. Um, okay, number 12. This kind of goes along with it. So I said, don't be picky. Um, when you're at a hostel, obviously you'll, you, if you've stayed in a hostel, you know, like you're going to get all different types of people, young people, old people, weird people, cool people, just literally every type, but don't be picky at all. The weirder, the better. You'd be surprised the people you meet. I have met the coolest people in hostels. And also I know like some of the people you initially talk to and you're like, uh, I'm not sure about this person, but then an hour later, you're best friends. So like, just don't judge anyone. Don't be picky. Ask everyone to hang out with you. Invite everyone to do things like, yeah, just talk with whoever. Um, it's not like you're picking a group of friends in school to hang out with for the next four years. Like you, people come and go in hostels so often and chances are like that person's going to leave the next day or something. So um, yeah, that's a really big one actually. 13, get people's Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, um, I know I actually have a friend who doesn't use Instagram and I think she downloaded it actually just to use for traveling. So like li literally all people use Instagram to stay connected when traveling. Um, that's like the number one thing people ask for. They'll just ask for your Instagram instead of their number. And then you message each other over Instagram. I literally never get people's numbers. Sometimes like rarely if they don't have Instagram, but otherwise, nah. There are people I've, I met like a year ago who I am like best friends with for who I met traveling and we still talk over Instagram. Like we just don't even have each other's numbers, which is kind of scary actually, because if our Instagram just crashed, then I would not know where to reach them. But uh, whatever, it's a thrill. Okay, number 14, use the hostel facilities. So I guess this kind of goes along with like, just when you get to the hostel, don't hide. Like don't hide in your dorm bed. Don't hide in your room. Just like, you know, get out there um, use the hostel kitchen, go to the hostel bar, grab yourself a drink. Like it's okay. You can sit at the bar and have a beer on your own. Like chances are someone's going to talk to you. And if no one talks to you, at least you can strike up a conversation with the bartender. I've done that so many times, but yeah, definitely use like the hostel kitchens are a great way to talk to people. Um, I've always been a little bit scared of using hostel kitchens. Like, I don't know why for some reason that was always something that was like more intimidating. I don't, maybe it's like my cooking skills and I'm just like self-conscious, but it's really is a good way. Number 15, cook with others. That's kind of like a solo travel budget tip, I guess. Planning dinners and cooking with others is like a great way to save money. Also, when you're solo traveling and you're moving around so much, it is hard to buy groceries and then travel, like literally carry around those groceries. So if you're cooking with others, yeah, it's like you buy food for a bunch of people and then all that food's gone so you don't have leftovers um, and it's also cheaper. Okay, number 16, 
go to all of the hostel events. Most hostels will have happy hours, trivia nights, like beer pong events, or they'll set up activities that are outside of the hostel, like hiking, um, like sunset at the beach certain days of the week. And you all like travel together to get to those events. That is like the easiest way to meet people. Usually when I arrive to a hostel, that's the first thing I do is I look at all of their events um, and activities and I join all of them. If there's workout classes, I go to all, like go to those. It's a really, really easy way to meet people. I would say that's the second easiest way to meet people aside from meeting them in your dorm room. So dorm room and then all of the hostel events and activities. Um, okay, number 17. This one's just a short one. Befriend the hostel staff. People who work at hostels, it's not like a hotel where the staff is the staff and the guests are the guests. Like the people who work at hostels are usually volunteers and they're basically backpackers too. So definitely like be friendly to the hostel staff and chat with them as if you're just making a friend of like someone else who's staying at the hostel because they'll be friends with you too. In Cape Town, I made such good friends with the hostel staff and ended up like going to rugby games with them and doing all these things. So they're not off limit usually at most hostels. I don't know if some are, but in my um, experience, they've always been awesome. Okay, number 18, don't get discouraged just generally. Um, if you've put yourself out there a ton, but haven't really found your people yet or haven't like meshed with anyone, it's totally okay. Just don't get discouraged. Sometimes it just takes a bit of time. Um, and maybe like that specific hostel isn't your vibe or that specific town isn't your vibe and you need to move on. That's okay. Um, but definitely like give it some time because again, people at hostels come and go so frequently that you can stay at a hostel for a week and you'll go through 50 different friends and just meet so many different people. So if you haven't found your people yet, your person yet, just wait and they will come. Um, number 19, prepare to never really be alone. This is like probably one of the biggest myths of solo traveling that I just want to break now. And people who've solo traveled know this. People who've backpacked in general know this. You're literally never alone, at least in my case. And I don't know if that's because I'm just like more of an extrovert. And I don't know, and I always stay in dorms. So if you're staying in private rooms, it's obviously gonna be different. But in my experience, solo traveling, I can never find time to be alone. Um, yeah, cause I'm in a dorm. And then I'm, I don't know, just like, I also have serious FOMO and I always want to do things. So then I end up like overpacking my day with like activities with people. And then the only time I'm alone is when I'm actually going to sleep. And then I wake up the next day and then it's all over again. But even in the dorm, you're not alone. Cause like you're talking to people before you go to sleep and like when you wake up and then blah, blah, blah. Um, even if you stay at a hostel for a while and you get to know a lot of people, then you want to like sit and just read a book, but you can't because everyone comes up to you and wants to talk. And so just that, just this tip is to prepare to never be alone because it is, that's, it's hard sometimes. 
I don't really have a solution yet, but I'll try to find one. Um, okay, number 20, you're allowed to chill. I guess this kind of is a solution to the number 19. Basically, just don't feel like you always need to say yes. I, I haven't at all mastered this one, so this is just something I recommend that I just don't know how to do. Um, yeah, don't feel like you always need to say yes. Like, you're allowed to say no. It's like totally okay if you need to rest and you need alone time. I have done this. I've gotten into bed early to watch Netflix because also when I, whenever I travel, I like, I feel like I kind of lose touch with what's going on in the um, like pop culture and movies and shows and stuff. So if you want to get in bed early one night and watch Netflix, that's a great idea. Definitely do that. And you're not missing out on anything. If you take a night off, trust me, like people are going to be doing stuff the next night too. So it's okay to take a night off. People go out every day in hostels. There's no weekends. There's like no such thing as that. Um, also for this one, don't be afraid to eat alone. So if you need some time off, this one I'm actually really good at. I love eating alone. If you need some time to chill, like go to dinner alone and don't just get takeout or don't just go pick up food at the grocery store. Like legitimately go to a restaurant and sit at a table for one and eat alone and don't go on your phone. Just like, it's such a power move, honestly. Just sitting at the table in a restaurant and like eyeing down people, like it's great people watching. I don't know. It's just really cool. Like, especially if you're not on your phone and you're fully comfortable just like gazing around the restaurant, like maybe you chat with someone next to you. It is a confidence booster. So yeah, do that. Or if you want to also, even though I don't recommend going on your phone while you're eating alone, it is kind of a good time to catch up with family. Like a lot of times I will call my friends and FaceTime my friends and family while I'm eating. Um, so, okay, I guess that is one thing I do. Um, also, part of this one, so we're still on number 20, is that if you need a private room for a night or even a week, like, totally fine. You can take a week off. I've done that so many times. Um, like, just moved into an Airbnb for a week and literally, like, been mute for an entire week. That's a good way to to like refresh yourself. Okay, number 21, set boundaries. So yeah, going off of the last one, um, it's okay to tell people if you are tired or it's okay to tell people that you want to read or journal or just stay in for the night. I have trouble with this. Yeah, just don't be afraid to like be I don't know. I, I don't want to say like be mean, but like just keep your boundaries. And if someone's talking to you and you really need time to be on your own, because it is hard to get time on your own, like make sure you get it. Okay, 22. Take advantage of the freedom. So yeah, solo traveling is all about you're on your own. And that's why you're doing it because it's just your time to figure out you, what you like, what you want to do, just like explore what you're interested in, what you're capable of. You have no responsibilities. You can literally just, you're making decisions for yourself. You're not relying on anyone else. You don't have to take care of anyone else. Um, 
So just take advantage of that freedom. If you want to hop on a bus and go to a different country tomorrow, like you can do that, which is the coolest thing about it. So I would say do the things you want to do. Like don't wait for other people to join you. I mean, if you're solo traveling, that probably means you didn't wait for anyone else to join you on a trip. You just said like, fuck it, I'm going to go on my own. So while you're solo traveling, don't skip out on activities and things just because you can't find other people to do them with. Um, yeah, yeah, like you're doing it for a reason. So go up Table Mountain by yourself. Just take advantage of the freedom. Like it is good to be alone. I'm also not good at it, but I've heard it's good to be good at being alone. Okay, number 23, take travel notes. This is a huge one. Since you're going to be traveling alone, take those notes because you're the only one responsible for remembering it. So just make sure you jot down like anything you can. Um, for me, I like to write down a lot of like logistic notes because I like to give recommendations to people. I know a lot of people like to take notes on like restaurants and bars. Um, I have had a friend in Cape Town who would save receipts from like lunches with special people that she met. She would write down the names of all the people she met. She would save like moments. She would write down funny moments. If like we went and saw a really cool sunset one night, she would write down like just that night, what we did, things like that, which I would love to do, but I have not been able to do that. But um, I wish I, I wish up until this point I've written down all the people I've met because that's been like the biggest, I don't know, just the coolest thing about traveling for me is the people. 24, this one I'm not good at at all, but I also have another friend who's good at this. Ask people to take pictures of you, um, or I guess take selfies, but I'm always scared to ask people to take pictures of me, even when I'm like in a group of people. Um, I just like hate inconveniencing other people, but you should do it. Like if you're alone and you're going up Table Mountain or like you're doing something really cool, ask someone to take a picture of you there. Even if you don't like pictures of yourself, just because you want to remember it and you, when you're older, you want to see you in a picture. If you're not comfortable doing that, then take selfies. Like just take selfies. They're cool. Okay. Also, just take pictures in general um, so you can remember and also show people your pictures. I think it's fun to show people like where you've been and stuff. Okay, 25. Take your time. So I really like slow travel, like staying in places for a longer period of time. I've always found that one, you can really like get to know that area more in the town. But two, it gives you more time to meet people and make connections with people who are also staying there for longer than like a day or two. So that's, um, yeah, that's a big one. Just take your time. 26, discuss your travel plans with others. So this is kind of also a budget tip, but um, it's really good to like talk to people about where they're going next and tell them where you're going next and like what your plans are for that country or whatever because a lot of times you might, one, overlap in a different town. Like I remember in Colombia at the beginning I met, actually no, so I met them in Panama and we 
met up again in Colombia because we knew like our travel plans were gonna overlap, whatever. And it's really fun when you know someone's gonna be in a town that you're going to down the road because you can like plan on meeting them and then they'll have met more friends by then. You'll have met more friends so you guys can all like join together and have more friends together. Also, discussing travel plans usually helps if you're going to another town the next day and someone else is, so you guys can travel together, which just takes the edge off, especially if you're in um, a country where they speak a different language, at least you're traveling with someone else. Um, also, if you need to like split a taxi, this has happened to me so many times, like going from place to place and you need a taxi and splitting with people and it's cheaper um okay 27 get ready to be uncomfortable the entire time and i also put in parentheses it literally never goes away end of parentheses so yeah after you've settled into a place and you feel really good and you're like wow i could live here that's usually the sign that you need to leave and it's time to go somewhere else Unless you're like, I don't know, that's like, that's just my opinion. Unless you, because I have stayed in places for months and months and months. But yeah, like you're, you're just going to be bouncing around a lot. And once you feel like you've completed a place, like maybe it is time to go to the next place. But just know if you've met people who have become like your best friends, um, when you leave and go to the next town, you're starting from scratch and you're going to be really uncomfortable again. So that's why I say like the uncomfortableness of solo traveling never goes away. And when you feel like you've gotten more comfortable, it's just going to end and then the uncomfortableness is going to start again and you have to go through that whole process of meeting people again. So I guess just be prepared for to always be uncomfortable. Um, and you're always kind of needing to start from scratch, but it is like a muscle and it's a skill that it just needs to be put into practice a lot. And you do become less um, uncomfortable as the time goes on. So it does get a lot easier. Number 28, get used to saying goodbye, which is really, really a sad one. Um, oh my gosh, like that is probably the worst thing ever when you finally find a group of friends or people that you love, but that's just like part of traveling and that's part of solo traveling and it's like you gotta get used to saying goodbye. Um, and it's really sad, but you'll be surprised, like you'll meet someone who becomes your best friend, you say goodbye to them, you go your separate ways, and then the next place you're in you meet someone who is literally your best friend too. So like, you just keep meeting great people. I think that's why I really love solo traveling or just traveling in general, because it's like endless amounts of people. Like you just get the opportunity to meet so many people. If you're living in one city, maybe you meet one person a month that's new or something. Um, but like how often do you actually make new friends if you're living in a city? Like it's kind of more difficult. But when you're traveling, you are exposed to so many people and like the chances that they, the chances that like the person that you met who just became your best friend, that they decided to be in that town and that hospital the same day as you did. It's just so cool thinking about it. And like, 
And there's just endless amounts of people. And the more you travel, the more people you meet. And it's really cool. Um, okay, number 29. These are just some safety things, actually. The last um, five are more safety tips. So number 29, I said use the dorm lockers. It's cool. Even though you might think it's not cool. It's cool. And even if you're in the dorm room with people you trust, don't feel like you're offending anyone. Just lock up your stuff. Like you don't want to lose your passport or your computer. And like, it's not like a trust thing with the people in your room only, but people come in and out of hostels all the time that aren't staying there. And like, you don't know who's getting access to your rooms. Not all hostels have locks on the dorms so a lot of times the dorms are just you can get in and out easily um if you're leaving yeah if you're leaving the hostel for the whole day and you don't know who's going in and out of your room like just lock up your valuables i always lock up just my passport and my computer um also i'm really weird but i lock up my toiletries because i cannot lose my meds like no so yeah, I lock up that too. At night, I honestly don't usually lock up my stuff. Usually just when I leave the room. If I'm if, at night when I'm sleeping, I don't, but I don't know, some people might. Okay, number 30, ask the hostel reception about safety stuff, any safety questions you have before you're heading out on your first outing in a new city. Um, this is like especially important for just specific places. Like not all places are like this, but you just want to know like what it's like around the hostel if it's safe to walk around at night ask them about transportation is it safe to take the public transportation to this area blah 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 um tell them like i'm i'm taking an overnight bus to panama city whatever like is it safe to go to the station um at 9 p.m tonight for this bus and whatever like ask them. So when I was in Colombia, I took a um, an overnight. When I was in Bogota, I took an overnight bus to the town that I'm blanking on the name of. It's like where the coffee region kind of. Um, uh, oh, that's gonna annoy me. But yeah, I took an overnight bus, and I was thinking of taking a taxi. Um, and the hostel reception was like, no, no, no take an Uber, like don't take a taxi, take an Uber. So it's things like that where you just wanna know, yeah, what you should be doing and you, they know best. So just ask them if you're unsure about anything. Um, okay, 31, don't be scared to ask for help or advice, huge one, like better safe than sorry. Um, that same time in Colombia. So I basically tried to call an Uber. The Uber was taking freaking forever. So I had to get in a taxi because I was gonna miss my bus. I hopped in the taxi, but I was, I was by myself. Um, the security guard from the hostel like walked me to the taxi. And as I sat down in the car, he like tapped on the window. I rolled it down. He was like, ma'am, just be careful, okay? Or I forget what he said. He was like, oh no, he was like, take precaution. He was like, precaution, precaution. And then, I, and then the taxi driver drove away. The last thing he said to me was just precaution, precaution, like all nervously. And I was so scared. Anyways, that taxi driver ended up drop, driving me to a random location and dropping me off. He drove me an hour in one direction, but the bus station was an hour in the opposite direction. 
And don't I still to this day don't know why he did it. He didn't take anything from me, but he literally just dropped me off in the middle of nothing. Um, and I got out with all my luggage. Didn't I paid him? Like I had no idea what was going on. I thought I was at the bus terminal, but so I went and walked around looking for the buses. Didn't see any buses. Um, basically, just found this girl who looked like nice, and thank God she spoke English. And she was like, sis, you're not in a safe place. You have all of your bags. Like, you're easily a target right now. And she was like, I'm not going to leave you. Like, get your phone out. Use your data. Let's, you're going to call an Uber, and I'm going to wait with you until your Uber gets here. And she did, and it was so nice. Um, but, man, just don't be afraid to ask. Like, when you're in a sticky situation, just start talking to people. Like, just start talking to people go up to people who seem friendly just yeah 32 don't rely on others though that's also a big one like you are your own advocate and when it comes down to it you're all you got when you're solo traveling so just be smart be prepared get cash out don't rely on others to have cash for you that's a really big one and an annoying one too um like go to the atm get your own cash so you can like take care of yourself okay last one 33 listen to your gut um that goes without saying just trust your gut if you feel iffy about something just trust your gut okay an example i was in palomino and a hostel there and i spent a night in a dorm and there was this weird old man and I just felt really uncomfortable and so the next day I moved to a different hostel like I don't know just always trust your gut um and not even for safety reasons but like if you're in a town and you don't like you're not like vibing with it and you've been there a week or whatever um it's okay to just like move on sometimes places aren't your vibe and you need to go somewhere else that's totally okay so just trust yourself and yeah that is the last one. Oh my gosh that was a fun that was like really fun to go through i hope people kind of enjoy it or at least think it's useful because these are like real tips that i just came up with so hopefully that's it's somewhat useful sorry this is kind of a long episode okay so next week I guess what to expect. I'm going to do one on Sayulita, which is a town in Mexico, because chronologically that will have been like my next trip that I did with my cousin Aaron um, in 2022. And it was so much fun. And I think for that episode, I'm going to also tie in what I pack in my first aid kit because I had the worst food poisoning ever. It was the worst night of my life. Um, so yeah, that'll be exciting. And I'm planning on, okay, so originally I was planning on releasing an episode every Thursday, but today's Thursday and I don't think I'm gonna release this today. So we'll see, but I'm, um, I wanna keep it consistent so people can know when to expect it. Okay, also I'm gonna add in something that I can't travel without because I have, been doing this well I want to do this for every episode um, and I've done it in the last two so something that I can't travel without is a sarong and I don't mean the little 
sarong triangle sarong that like only covers one butt cheek and ties on the side i mean like the full-on bath towel size sarong so the ones that you can basically wear as a dress if you want to that type of sarong i cannot then i when i say cannot like i cannot travel without this especially in tropical locations but like i traveled all through africa with this i had it in europe even though it was winter and i didn't use it traveled all through central america with this i use it as a cover-up so when i'm going to the beach i fold it in half and wear it as a skirt and i tie it or i like loop it in words and like fold it in so it stays up and there's so many ways to tie it you can wear it as like a long skirt a short skirt you can tie it so that you, one of your butt cheeks is showing if you want one butt cheek out. Um, you can use it as a dress. Also, if you take it to the beach, you can use it as a towel. It also comes in handy as a bath towel. If you forgot yours and the hostel doesn't have any, you can just use it for a shower. Um, what else? Yeah, I guess that's it. I also wore my sarong in Central America a lot going out. Like I would just use it with a cute top on top and then you wear it as a skirt. So it doesn't have to be as a cover up, but if you're in one of those like more beachy destinations, you can just wear it um, as an outfit. Alrighty, that's the end of my episode. Thanks for joining and I will see you next time on Chronicles of a Hostel Ad. Yoo!